was a weird All righty. What, what was that? That's because it wasn't a clap. It was this wonderful thing. I don't know what that is. We can't even hear it. <laughs> yeah, I heard it the first time. Oh, can you really not? Yeah, I, we, didn't we didn't hear, hear it the clap. second time. Yeah, it's the case oh, that I made for screwdriver case. Screwdriver. Screwdriver. I haven't been able to use it because, you know, I mean, I worked two and a half days this week. Fucked up my soul. Anyway. <laughs> oh, we'll see. If we're if we're doing shit like that, hold on. I don't know what's happening. Oh. <laughs> you got oh, the that, Starfield headset. Bro, that headband looks like it's about to fucking die. <laughs> Let's not break your brand new hundred dollar Microsoft headset, bro. It was hundred and twenty, fuck you. Don't make me go grab my other two headsets that are in my closet. I just have the one. Pair. Wouldn't be the first time that you've had to come out of the closet with something. And then there was silence. <laughs> <laughs> that silence is definitely enough to the just go into the, into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone, this is Caleb Boudreaux. I'm the editor-in-chief of an extraordinary life.online and the proprietor of this great channel. Um, as always, we have Kyle. Hey, he was Hi. late. <laughs> yes, but he's always here. Well, I've Ooh. always been here for the last couple episodes. No. Yeah, the, the last couple, but, you know. I'm always here, I'm even also, in spirit. I'm Ryan, or Release Radar, no one currently asked. retired from YouTube. No, no one, one asked. asked you if you Public, asked. Did you just say? Did you just say publicly retired I said from YouTube? Retired from YouTube. I didn't I'm coming back uh, eventually when my work and school load is lessened. So basically, when I graduate, that's the plan. But until then, I'm not uploading anymore. Wow. Swales. Wow. Swales. Forgot. So the the first topic of conversation that I want to bring up to you guys is I recently bought some games that were on sale on GOG. Specifically, uh, Mortal Shell, Chernobylite, and Technomancer. Mm. Now, Chernobylite and Mortal Shell are both out-of-the-box controller compatible, right? <clears throat> Tell me why Bless ain't you. nothing but a heartbreak. Um, Damn. But no, tell me why. Damn. The controller function does not function properly unless you launch the game through Steam. Is it because it uses the Steam controller configurator? I have no fucking clue. Like, I, I okay, I started playing Mortal Shell. Mm -hmm. Out of the box, it recognized the controller. The only difference is... A is the interact. Pause is pause. But for some reason, if I just launch it through GOG Galaxy... A is both interact and pause, and start does nothing. Hmm. Launch the exact same executable through Steam. Pause is pause. A is interact. Tell me how the fuck. Can what? you change the individual button bindings? Because some games let you do that. Oh, oh, so you can. You can. But guess what? It doesn't help. The problem follows. What? If I switch interact to start... 
and uh, start to A. A does nothing now, and start is interact and start. What? Yeah. <laughs> this makes no sense to me. And then it got worse with uh, Chernobylite. So I started playing Chernobylite thinking like, okay, why not? Um, so I started playing it, and then as I'm going to sprint, the on-screen keyboard comes up. And then just does not disappear. Like the Windows no matter how on-screen I, keyboard. <laughs> yes. And I close out I, I close out the game. Keyboard's still there. Minimize keyboard. Nothing. Minimize keyboard. Nothing. And I go into my like Windows settings. The controller shortcut for keyboard is deactivated. So why the fuck did the keyboard ever show up in the first place? Hmm. Launch uh configure Steam to launch the executable? Works perfectly fucking fine. It sounds to me like these games were just brought to PC with the thought of Steam's controller API being at the back end of the game. Yeah, more likely. And then you bought but it through why? and then it, it didn't have the Steam files for the controller. But then why is it that whenever I launch the exact same GOG file, just through the Steam launcher, does it automatically work? Because the Steam launcher doesn't add any files to it. That's a question for Kyle. I don't, I don't know how this works. I'm just thinking because, like, I know Steam has controller configurations. And, and, and Kyle's stuff. just like, I'm looking into just it. chilling. Yeah, he's looking it up. I think. Uh, <clears throat> you can see whenever he opens Google Chrome because it gets so much brighter. On it flashbangs <laughs> him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's so bright. That was me just turning on my light. <laughs> Hey, let me just open up Google. But yeah, like, real quick. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it just, it, it threw me for a loop and Technomancer, it was so weird because even though the controller worked, it wouldn't automatically switch over to the controller. Oh. So like, yeah, I have weird problems with no, the controller okay. on the ROG Ally as well, where like I play a game that has controller support, but it doesn't like Baldur's Gate 3. On the ROG Ally, the controller shell doesn't work. Works fine on the Steam Deck. I launch it through Steam on the ROG Ally because that's where I own the game. But I can't use the controller on the Ally for Baldur's Gate. Only on the Steam Deck. Don't know why. That's weird. Okay. So, quick little Google search and uh, reading a Reddit post from four years ago and one from (laughs) last month. Uh, You know, (laughs) credible uh, locations. Uh, It's because Steam is still running. But I'd never launched Steam. Steam isn't on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Steam isn't doesn't launch by default. Oh, maybe the Steam uh, controller service is running. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll play around with it, but it, it blew my fucking mind. I was like, that this makes no sense. Yeah. Why? Why does I it work perfectly those. fine? It's so funny that Kyle finds like a Reddit post from four years ago because like I'm sure we've all had those random tech issues. That nobody's had, it seems like, in the last five years. But then you find a Reddit post from like eight years ago. Yeah. That yeah. is the, it's the solution a, to the problem. I found a TikTok video that was um, basically that. Me having weird technical issue. Reddit post from 12 years ago. Yeah, no, it's so true, though. Like, I've been in that situation so look, many times. Look, Google is not your friend anymore. It's Reddit No, and it's Quora. really not. To go, together? Yeah. QAnon. No, Cura. No, those two no, together. No, not QAnon. No, but those two together, boom, whole entire knowledge base. Yep. 
And if you're in the programming you know, field, Stack Overflow. And this is why I was <laughs> upset with all the drama that happened with Reddit over the last like couple months with the whole API thing. Like I don't know if you yeah. followed R slash place, but like fuck Spez was like front and center. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did R slash place last year, mm-hmm. but they only if I remember correctly, they only used to do it like once every This is only like, the second five, time. six years. No, they they've done it before. This is the um, only second time I've I was reading. It. Yeah, but I was reading um that they had actually done it before last year, uh, but they only do it like once in a blue, blue moon. I have a question about your room real quick, Caleb. Beans. Oh, God. So you got that little Lego space thing. Uh-huh. Uh, do you think there would be a way for you to mount it up above the Red Dead poster rather than just like put it on the shelf blocking the statue? Yeah, I mean, watch. Because you just have it actually so much has... stuff behind you, but that would be a really cool place to mount it. Well... It's um, it's actually planning. I'm I'm planning on just reconfiguring all the bookshelves. Okay. Yeah, watch. No, it just all comes falling apart. Lamel. There was one time my dad just elbowed a Lego thing off the counter, and we. So this is the front, and they actually have mounting points. That's really cool. And yeah, they actually. <laughs> oh wait! Oh shit! It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what's neat about this? It's an idea set, so that yeah. means someone outside of Lego actually did it. Yeah. You're welcome. He's from he's from Poland, so they have two Polish flags. Oh, that's cool. On the ends, and they come apart. So you can so change you can the hang layout. Them you could change the layout or you can hang them up individually and just pull the, the combining pegs out. Is that a black hole? Yes. Okay. So you have a two moons, so rocket and black hole. Um Can you change the phases of the moon? Is that what that little tile is? Like, can you rotate yeah, that so, circle? Yeah. So it has That's four squares cool. here and it has a bunch of squares here, so you can just that's Change. really cool. I can make it really small. Waxing crescent. Yeah, I was going to pick it up, but I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I'm going to wait until I start working again. <laughs> In terms um, of money, we have no money. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, that actually brings us into the next and most important topic. Have you guys seen a community project? And I say community project very um, lovingly. No, you don't. Um, a community project of a guy who made a complete compendium of every piece of official Starfield news. Oh, yeah. That has ever come out. I had sent it to you guys like a couple weeks back. I haven't looked at it. I saw that. Like every single press release, every single... Um, interview every single everything ever released about that game. Hmm. At the front of it, he's like, oh god, why am I doing this? (laughs) (laughs) But it's two weeks out? Yeah, just about. uh, For the deluxe edition or whatever they're calling it. I took time off for it. (laughs) The the base edition for Starfield 
is $70 and you get to play it on the 6th. But the game comes out, for us, Kyle, it comes out at 7 p.m. on the 31st, by the way. Yeah, but I, I have the to work the 1st and then I'm off until the 9th. I am working, so it comes out, but then I'm working three days after it comes out, and then I have class the next day, so maybe I shouldn't have bought the Deluxe Edition, but I'm going to be able to play it a little bit on Thursday afternoon before Friday the 1st. Yeah. But um, the game's gone gold, mm -hmm. and the one thing that I was super worried about, I'm no longer worried about, because it is, is in reviewers' hands, mm -hmm. and the review so, embargo lifts before hold on, hold the on. early access date. Let, let me guess what your uh, your biggest problem is. You, your biggest problem and your biggest worry was the start menu. Because that, that seems to be everyone's biggest worry. Dude, okay, yeah. We were talking a little bit about this before the podcast. Um, I, di I didn't screenshot the tweet. Hold on. I think I still have it pulled up. Yeah, so Asmongold was looking at this. But the the tweet is by this, game, this, uh, this guy named Grums. I think that's how you pronounce it. But, like, he basically says the start screen of a game can reveal a lot about how rushed the team was and how much pride they take in their work. Mm -hmm. And like Starfield start screen either shows hasty shipping deadlines by a passionate team overworked or a team that didn't care. And uh, Caleb, I'm sure you can like overlay the start screen for the people who watch the video to see. Yeah, like, yeah, I got it. It's, I haven't even seen it. It's look at the podcast topics chat. That's the start screen. And so it's like a sun eclipsing over a planet that you can't really see the uh, the land of the planet because the sun's like the focus of the frame, right? It's really bright. Then you have the Starfield logo in the middle, and then off to the left side, you have all of your menu items. And it is simple. And you have to remember that it's not going to be a static image like you're seeing on screen. There's going to be some sort of god rays, as Caleb said. Like, you're gonna have, the lighting on the planet might change a little bit. The sun might get darker oh, or wow. something okay. like that. And then um, there's well, going to be I the mean... main menu music playing behind it, too. And I think that's fine, because it's a, it's a start screen. You're going to look at it, and you're going to press play, or you're going to press settings, or you're going to go to your photo gallery. Like... There's, there's a crew thing there, which is cool. I think you can mess with your crew while you're not even in the game, which is interesting to me. Well, but like, not even that, but, like, look at other screens. Like, so you have um, the Sleeping Dog screen, only because that's fresh in my mind. Yeah. Uh, which was just red, like, red text and billboards flowing towards you. It was just a simple animation that they played in the background with with the start menu. Yeah. Um, actually, I was able to pull that animation, pull a frame from it, and make the uh, thumbnail for an upcoming project. Star Citizen. Um, wink, wink. Actually, that's, that's and, the old one. Let me grab the new one. Um, but Ghost of Tsushima. I know you guys have played that. I'm in the, the middle start of my menu, first playthrough right now, actually. Okay, the start menu is a flowing okay. glass. Uh, flowing glass. There flowing field of wheat with a katana mm -hmm. hanging out the ground. Yeah. That's it. Well, um, it, uh, what the hell? Uh, what's your name? No, Caleb. Uh, if, <laughs> wow. if you look at, sorry, no, if you look at podcast topics, I uploaded, um, uh, the second photo is actually the most recent one. That's star citizens UI before you start the game. <laughs> uh, ba -ba -ba. Like personally, looking at those two images, like the first thing that I want to say about like UI slash yeah, it's UX just design. it's literally just a an in-game screenshot. So is it a static screen? Um, it the, looks like the or is it just one, like a GIF? The yeah. first one, yes. The second one, when they updated, 
Um, no, it's kind of like a static image with effects over it, so you get like yeah. rainfall and stuff like that. But like, oh, we'll see. Okay, but like that—that's totally fine. I would rather it's have still... a simple menu than an overly complicated one. Yeah, because that's the key to UI and UX design. If you don't have to think about <laughs> it, if it's just there and intuitive to work, cool. I hate Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2's menu designs. <laughs> they suck. They really <laughs> fucking do. Like, and I, a lot of people have been fucking with them because it looks like Hulu. Um, it's like why. Um. It's like, what do you, so what do you want? Do you want a menu for microtransactions? Do you want the latest live service uh, event coming up? Do you want this crowding this? Do you want this over here? Yeah. Do you want this over here? Like, <laughs> here. what do you want here, if that's the case? You want to talk about bad game UI? Oh, is that oh God. Forza? No, that's the crew too. No, that's the crew too. Oh God. What is the one thing? The crew one. The crew one is also like that, yeah. if you remember. Yeah, but. Here's the thing. Actually, hold on. Let me let me go to the original like start menu. That's just like the that. Actually, makes me though. want to play that game with you again. That's a ton there's of fun. a start menu. Yeah, but after you get into the game, after you hit continue, unlike it literally pops that up. What I assume Starfield will have, what Star Citizen has, what nine other game or nine out of ten games have, is an easily found exit option. To quit oh, the yeah. fucking game in the crew two and one. So in two, you have to go to options and then exit. Wait, you guys don't just alt F4? No. I do. But in the crew one, yeah. you have to pull up the options menu in game, scroll to the very bottom and then hit exit and then say, yes, I want to quit. I think there's quite a few games like that nowadays. I know. It's so fucking irritating. Just give me the option when I hit escape. Like, there's so a quit to main menu or quit You have game. to press escape, and then you have to go to options, then you click quit, and then you get the pop-up. Like, are you sure you want to quit? But then they default you to no, so you have to go over and then click yes. The only game... just click enter, you're back in the game. The only game no that I actually alt F4 is COD because the UI is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it really is. My favorite, my favorite exit game menu still to this day has to be the wolfenstein series because it all it's always like are you sure <laughs> are you a little baby no, there's a are they scaling like, you make fun of you for like exiting like oh you're too much of a pussy i guess you're leaving bye like and i think that's yeah like starfield's menu design is simple and i think that's where ui design excels i think that's like one of the differences between apple and android like people like apple phones because they're simple to use i put an android in front of my grandma and she's like what in the hell, what is the hell? <laughs> yeah, like it's stupid but um and i'm not calling android stupid it's stupid that my grandma can't figure it out but at the same time it's kind of stupid i have an android work phone i'm not a I have I, one. I like Android somewhere over there more than Apple because you can customize them more. But that's just I don't want to talk about the whole Android versus Apple thing. Yeah. I want to no. talk about Starfield. But I have an Android device sitting on my nightstand that I use all the time, and its UI looks better than Apple. But that's because I spent yeah because you can do like that half you can a year download launchers it. and stuff, right? <laughs> no, this isn't even done via a launcher. <laughs> see, still to this day, my favorite UI for a phone that I still have yet to ever be able to own mm -hmm. is a Windows phone. They're nice. The tiles. They're actually good. The fucking tiles. They're actually good. they have good. Windows 8.1. I had a Lumia 950. Like tiles on PC. See, that's what I wanted, but I could never find one. Um, but, hold on. 
Uh, what I would have loved to have is that. Because the new Surface Duo, I think, it's the, that runs the flip or the... It, exactly, it runs fucking Android. It's not Windows anymore. Yeah, they killed off the Windows phone. So annoying. Because it failed. No, it, but they it didn't, didn't give it fail. a chance. Okay, you know, if we're on the phone tangent real quick, I want to ask what you guys think about all of the folds and the flips. I'm actually getting a Fold 5. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Switching from iPhone? Yep. He's had Android oh. before. He used I, to have I like swap a all S8. the time. Yeah, I, I swap all the time. Yeah, fair. I have I've had See, the S8. Uh, well, my first one was an S4, and then I went iPhone six, I had a Note four, S8, and then I went to the Note nine, and then I went I to the iPhone the twelve. I think I had an S two. S two was my first smartphone. Yeah. My Note nine's chilling over there somewhere. Yeah, I went from the Note nine to the. No, I take that uh, back. BlackBerry. Ew. Yeah, it's because you're you're so old, Caleb. <laughs> Ew. Dude, I fucking love Blackberries. I never if I could a if I could have an original trackball Blackberry. Yeah, those were the ones that had I would like the take little it in like a the nipple in the middle of the keyboard. That's so weird. No, 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 no. They they didn't have a nipple. So back in the day, they had an actual trackball, mm-hmm. like an actual ball that you had to take out and clean and put back in. Yeah, that's cool. Like loved that thing. They were actually um, good. Yeah, actual like I've never really had a phone with like I mean, I guess that's not entirely true, but like, I miss hardware buttons, like an actual button for yeah. the home screen on the iPhone yeah. instead of just like this weird yeah. swipey stuff they do now. Like, I miss the physical uh, buttons on mm-hmm. devices. And see, um, and I hate the notch. I, I may sound like an iPhone fanboy or an Apple fanboy. I mean, sure, I may have an iPhone. 12 Pro Max, I may have an Apple Watch Series 7, AirPods Pro They suck you into the ecosystem, man. It happened to me, too. I got my iPhone, and then all of a sudden I had AirPods, an iPad, and an Apple Watch. Like, huh? I mean, I have an iPad, but I I, I use it maybe for YouTube every once in a while. It's an Air 2 from, like, 2014. Oh, yeah. Um, I use mine all the time. But literally hate Macs. I hate the UI of the operating system. I'm I'm not a fan of it. I may I may need to get into that. Uh, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love the look of them. I love the feel of the keyboard. I love everything about it. I'm not a fan of the operating system. Well, and and I think it's, to me, they're too expensive for what they are. They are overpriced and they limit what you can do compared to a Windows PC. And well, you do enough things on PC that you would rather just do on PC. For me, like, sure, I can use the alternative apps on Mac. And instead of using, you know, app A, I use... <clears throat> excuse me at b on mac but um i just don't like well, max ui app like. a versus app b what do you, what do you mean? well like there's like instead of windows movie maker i use uh whatever the alternative on the like the i i've never owned a mac before so like i just iMovie. i don't i don't like it iMovie yeah yeah, yeah iMovie. and like no gaming on mac i think they're turning this around but for the longest time like you couldn't really game on mac and that's mm-hmm. the primary thing i do at my pc is game like also i do online college stuff but if i'm not halo on mac coming soon really yeah it's interesting halo was supposed to be a mac exclusive what do you mean yeah, well, really yeah i know it was also supposed to be like a third person shooter and then it i've i've seen the whole development story of halo ce but kyle you seem like you want to chime in on this so go ahead what the dog do? I am a Mac daily user, if that makes any sense. That is my laptop of choice currently. It's a MacBook 2 Air, or MacBook Air M2. Uh, it's actually really good. I do play games on it, but that's because I have it dual booted with Windows. 
Yeah. But also with the giant rush of Steam and their Steam Deck has made gaming on non-Windows devices kind of like perfect. <laughs> but see, I'm 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 still torn on whether to get a Steam Deck eventually or I uh ROG Ally, but I think we've already had that discussion on the show. My perspective is if you haven't invested yet, wait a little longer, a more powerful it's it's the thing like it's like laptops, right? There's, oh, we all know yeah, exactly what I'm waiting to invest in. <laughs> so like it, it ain't happening anytime soon, Bucko, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, but I mean, if you're just looking at some cozy thing to play in bed, just get the base model Steam Deck and slap a micro SD card in there. Because, like, in all honesty, no, that's why I'm that's why I'm working um, to find games that I can play don't, with uh, don't buy this the base bad model boy. One. Or just, just get a G. Oh no, because you can't. You don't have the um, your, the upgradable oh, SSD. No, you do, but the base model one. The base one just comes with a piece of shit ECC memory. Oh yeah, yeah so just get the uh, yeah. 256, not the five. Or sorry, no, it's yeah. EMMC, not ES. Uh, yeah. EMMC, so it's basically an SD card. Just pay the extra, what is like 100 bucks, I think, for the one that comes with the 128 yeah. gig and just deal yeah. with that. Or is it 256? I forget. I have the well, top that's why model, I keep, so. I actually, that's why I keep finding controller games to play, so I can just sit in bed yeah. with my laptop mm-hmm. and just play. Because Amber's playing Steam. Breaking my streak of not uploading to YouTube when Starfield comes out, I might do a dedicated video for the ROG Ally and Steam Deck with Starfield, just because I'm curious to see how it runs. Just chasing trends over here. Well, just, it's just, just interesting to me. Even if I didn't nothing original it, with this guy over bro, here. Even if I didn't upload it, I would still do it on my own time. I mean, fair. So why fair. not just make it into a video Ugh, that I can monetize? Yeah. And ah, I tell you money. what. I tell you what. Tell you what, and hear me out. This may sound like we're colluding into some kind of conspiracy. I know. Send the files to me. I'll put them on the channel so we can at least make some fucking money with this podcast. Damn. <laughs> uh, well, so. Nonprofit. No, 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 no. So help a brother out. Help a team out. Why, why doesn't Caleb team? record the audio in the video? Come on, Caleb. You yeah, have the technology for it. <laughs> I actually do. So, fun fact: remember that snippet that we were supposed to cut from last week's show? Yeah, remember Ryan, how you said you should have a backup copy of the audio, so we I record the the shitty audio on the side, whereas everyone blended in. Yeah, I have all of that still recorded. <laughs> That's fine. Oh shit! I forgot to hit record. No. <laughs> You motherfucker. Oh, I'm staring like at it. It's going I've actually had to do that before. <laughs> um, a couple weeks back, we had um, my audio cut out and pause in the middle of the show for no fucking reason. Um, Can't build Audacity a PC, just huh? like... Audacity go burr. First of all, uh, Audacity just went burr and pause. <laughs> Audacity just, just went burr and cut the audio. Uh, so I had to cut in the shitty audio, and you can't even tell. Yeah, because your microphone's that problem- bad. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Von Caleb spend three hundred dollars get a good microphone. <laughs> yeah, let, let's just spend three hundred dollars on a good microphone. Spend even more money hey, on a dash. Half of that on just a, buy a headset. You need. I just spent half of that on what? On a on a headset. 
Yeah, use the headset microphone. It's probably better. I love how I get so much shit for being excited about Starfield, but I'm not the one with the controller <laughs> and the headset. <laughs> okay, hold up. I'm, it's not even a whole fanboy thing. Kyle took time I'm legitimately... off to play it. I can't even do that. It's like, wow, no, you guys no. have turned it into more fanboys okay, than me. To huh? clarify why I took the time off is because my parents told me that we were going to go on vacation sometime, so save up some time off. Okay. What I valid. didn't know is that summer of next year, so I was like, fuck, I got 58 hours of OT. It's almost the end of the year. Better take it all. And I was like, I'll yeah. take time off in two weeks. Didn't realize it lined up when Starfield released. So uh, Yeah. No, I've, I've been there and before because if you don't use your time off, it just vanishes, yep. which is so stupid. Uh, unless you have – it depends. Some companies let you bleed it over. But I could, but the, I rarely ever take time off. Yeah, me too. Unless I have two surgeries in a year, but that's beside the point. Uh-oh. Uh, but the the only reason I bought this, okay? Only reason is because I needed a new Xbox headset because my HyperX Alpha or I don't I don't remember which one. It's the um, yeah, Cloud Alpha. Um is like so fucking old the left speaker went out. So I can only hear out of my right ear. <laughs> so I was yeah, like, look, look that makes they, sense. I need a new headset. So I was like, I might as well get the matching one with the controller. It's only like 20 bucks more yeah. than the actual Microsoft one. And it matches the PlayStation one as well, because the PlayStation one is all white. So like, okay, wrong. I have the all black version. <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck you. I do like the, uh, I wish the PS5 would have shipped completely blacked out. Like, I've blacked mine out. And they I now offer it completely black blacked out. They do? Yeah, they yeah. do. Okay, well, I bought bootleg side panels off Amazon for, like, 30 bucks. I have the first-gen dark plates that you can't buy anymore. <laughs> please, yeah, I was yeah. about to say, please tell me you bought I didn't buy the D-Brand ones. I, did. I didn't buy the D-Brand I've never bought anything from D-Brand before. So, we all know the... <sighs> Crazy accusations and crazy shit yeah, going on with LTT go right now. Let's talk about the LTT yeah. stuff. Hold on. <laughs> I don't use They're it. Right? So I want to talk about that whole shit. Your shit. Did you guys see D-Brand's response to it, though? No. Uh, no, I didn't realize they did respond. Oh, my God. So D-Brand's fucking response to this thing. Um, I'm going to put it on... I want to try and remember to put it on screen. It was fucking hilarious. So they posted it on Twitter and it was, if you don't give a shit about the LTT situation, skip this thread. If you have no idea what the LTT situation is, continue touching grass. If you want to hear our take on the LTT situation, keep reading. First off, a clarifying point. We did not formally offer to sponsor the LTT apology video. On the evening before the video was published, we reached out to Colton to ask how the team was doing. We've known the LMG crew for over a decade, and we asked from a place of genuine concern. Colton said the team is working on a response video clear of any sponsors. While we didn't explicitly offer, we've sponsored countless LTT videos. It was a fair assumption that we might try. Given that context, the joke at the end of their video is one we are fine with. This is all this all happened on Tuesday around 10:25 p.m. Eastern time before the severe workplace allegations were published. Candidly, 
we don't think it's our place to discuss those issues. Taryn appears to have been taking the matter as seriously as a leader in his position should. Along with the rest of the public, we await the results of LMG's internal investigations. Once LMG resumes their uploads, you'll likely see some dbrand sponsor spots that were executed before their self-imposed blackout. Now, if your primary takeaway from recent events is, I want to see Linus stick his hand in a box filled with broken glass, don't worry, we were way ahead of you. We hope that LMG can use this inflection point to enact positive change. We'll be watching and waiting like everyone else. Thanks for reading and go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, I love, love their D-Brand. social media. I read the end of it and started laughing while you were talking about like serious no, accusations. No, and, like if the I, Caleb would cut to me, I was laughing as you were talking about serious stuff. If Caleb doesn't load it onto the podcast, the one where they're talking about sticking his head, uh, hands into a box full of broken glass, it's just a photo of a box full of broken glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why so, I went as you started yeah. reading it. Yeah, I laughed at it too because I saw the picture and then I read. I read the last thing. I saw go fuck yourself and they're like, God damn. The D brand. I fucking love D brand. Yeah, they're so funny. But I want to just put my uh, hat into the ring on the whole LTT situation. Um, I think that hiring Madison was a mistake from them because it didn't seem like she really wanted to do it. She kind of just got thrown into the position she was in. And my dog's yelling at me, sorry. But um, when it comes to being an LTT viewer, I never went to LTT for benchmarks necessarily. Like I would watch their benchmark videos, but for actual benchmarks and like actual like information about GPUs, I would watch Paul's Hardware, Jace Two Sins, Hardware Unboxed, Gamers Nexus. But I like watching LTT for the chaotic stuff, like the moving Linus into his house videos or moving into the warehouse from their old... Uh, house that they used to film videos in and all that stuff is super funny and like water cooling his See, computer with his pool like that's the yeah. stuff that i like to watch from ltt the entertaining not the uh actual videos with numbers and stuff and from my perspective, my favorite i think what they should do is create a new channel with a new team dedicated for numbers who are on top of it all so linus doesn't have to be the face of the benchmarks anymore it could be somebody like um, God, I know they. So they actually did say that they were going to do that. They were going to make more niche channels that just did labs data on power supplies and GPUs and just component benchmarks, specific down to the actual scientific numbers. I think Emily. But of course, their name. that, that yeah. happens. Okay, I didn't want yeah. a dead name. So this is what like Emily from LTT could do, because they have a very solid knowledge base on all this stuff and I would prefer to see Emily present these videos over Linus because Linus has just become the face of goofiness on the channel which is fine LTT is extremely entertaining and it's nice to see people do those crazy like uh cooling a PC with like an industrial fan like those videos are so funny to me and that's the kind of content that I want to continue to see from LTT the benchmarks I don't go to LTT for that stuff and that's my perspective the industrial um, laser cooler. Yeah, all right. I'm still go put my dog far. in real quick. She's yelling at me. Oh, with the dog. Sorry, I, I just started going through D Brand's uh, Twitter page, or well, now X page, I guess. <laughs> just looking at all the all the memes that are on there. Fucking love D Brand. But yeah, they now my favorite. <laughs> they now both own the domain. I am very short, and my boss is very short. Dot com. <laughs> I'm back. No, you're not. Fucking, and then I think they own the the uh, short Linus page as yeah. well. 
Um, but yeah, my favorite LTT content has always been their server shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, See, that stuff is. Cool I don't too. really care too much about the problem. I just watch their content because I it's mean, funny. I mean, I, I mean, workplace like allegations and like sexual harassment is kind of a yeah. big. Trust issue. me, I, I know. The problem is, I don't care to get into all the drama about it. That's just how well, I. Well, the problem is, Linus is the face of the company, and he. It's just that side effect. While he might not be the person doing this stuff, because it's Linus Media Group and Linus Tech Tips, he's the face of all the public backlash. Yeah. So even though well, he's see, not the one who harassed people or caused the toxic work environments, the people who work under him are, and he's supposed to. So it's like, in a way, kind of a little bit his fault, but it's not directly his fault. It's indirectly his fault. Yeah. Is the way I look yeah. at it. The, the, the most nuanced take that I've seen is someone brought up his old statements um, from his I think I want to retire video. Mm. And he, he straight up said he never wanted to. He never imagined the company would ever get this big. Yeah. He was never expecting to have a company this big. And he doesn't know how to run a company this big. Which is why. Like whenever you're just a in. fun. Exactly. Whenever you just have a fun group of friends, everyone makes horrible jokes you know you know everyone in the company but the larger you get you can't do that anymore yeah, the more professional it's, the environment has to become you have to hire an hr exactly you have to have now ethics training like you have to fill diversity quotas like these are things that just have to happen once you hit a certain size as a company yeah now it's it's okay to an extent of like if you still want to have jokes but if it's affecting someone it's a, a genuine problem. Yeah. Like when Madison said that she literally cut herself to the point of needing stitches. Well, she cut herself just to, to get leave. a day off. Yeah. To get a break. Like that's that's kind of fucking bad, dude. And um, whenever she brought it up to her manager. Now, I'm not excusing this at all, um, but whenever she brought it up to her manager, Are you looking for the, the statement or something? Because you don't want to paraphrase. Um, whenever she brought it up to her manager, she um, she basically said that it was... Oh, I completely lost my train of thought. No, for some reason, the fucking video dropped and didn't pick up. So we are missing 38 minutes of video. So, yay! Well, we have been missing a lot of podcasts. I was actually going to ask you about this. We could just put this one on Spotify and not on YouTube. Well, no, I could just put an overlay over it. Okay. And just put it on YouTube. <clears throat> yeah. All right. All right. Shit happens. Yeah. I'm not even mad. That. Yeah. But, um... So if we're going to do that, I'm just going to pop. Um, so with that being said, you bitch, I know his video back now. No, uh, if we're going to put an overlay, man. Um, so with that being said, if she went to her manager, they blew it off. So she went above her manager As and Linus was like, exactly. But if if someone's not really cut out to be a manager, if someone's not really cut out to just want to do this or whatever, 
like Linus has clearly stated many times, and he just wishes it were back to the small size that they used to be, wherever they were all just friends. They didn't fight. They didn't have drama between them. And he just said, handle it between yourselves. Yeah. You know, I can see that being a very big issue whenever you're the victim. I really can. I'm not trying to justify that. Like, if the manager in question is one of Linus's close friends that used to be with him at the Laneley house or whatever, then he's in a position where he has a really close friend that has to make a tough decision in a managerial position that they don't want to make. It gets passed up to Linus. And uh, Linus now has to make the decision on whether or not this person's cut out to be a manager. Even though they're friends, the company's big enough to the point where you might have to let your friend go of their higher paying job in the company to be a manager because they can't make those tough calls. Mm -hmm. And that could cause drama between you and your friend, which is why working with your friends is okay, but it's also extremely dangerous when stuff like this comes up because it could ruin a friendship if you have to make the decision to fire a close friend because they failed to do their job correctly. And it sounds like this person did fail to do their job correctly. They did fail to take the right steps to, you know, make Madison feel like she had a safe work environment and nobody should ever get to the point where they feel like they have to cut their leg open to get a day off. Like I can't imagine being under that much duress where you slice into yourself just to get the excuse to go to the hospital, to not go into work. Like exactly. You could have just walked out, but your brain is so overwhelmed with everything that you feel that's just like not even an option, which Mm -hmm. is just a lot. It's, it's really sad to think, but like, like Linus said, he, and once again, not trying to justify, but the reason he brought Taryn in is because he just couldn't take it anymore. You know? Yeah. Which I, I completely understand. Some people, you know, it's that pressure. Yeah. And he wanted somebody who could do this, who knew how to run a company of this size. So he brought them in to make sure shit like this didn't happen. Yeah. And unfortunately, with a company the size of LTT, like stuff like this is going to come up in the future, maybe not to the same extreme degree as Madison's case, but there's always going to be some sort of just bad behavior in the workplace. And it's unfortunate that it's common, but you need managers in place that know how to handle these situations professionally and are able to make the hard decision to fire the person who's doing the bad practices or to like send the victim to HR and have like, it's, it's not easy when stuff like this happens, but like as a business of the size of LTT, you need to be able to make those decisions. And some of them are not going to be easy calls to make, but you have to do them. Right. Exactly. But I just, I feel bad for Madison and everything that she went through. But then also from Linus's perspective, something that he has to worry about when hiring people is you don't want somebody to join the LTT team, become a favorite person for viewers to watch, leave LTT and then start their own channel. Cause that's something that he has to worry about. Like imagine if Riley quit tomorrow, I'd go subscribe to his new channel. I think he's a cool personality. I would watch his solo content stuff. Mm-hmm. Because that's basically what Linus did with NCIX. He left NCIX to start his own channel. And all the viewers that watched NCIX tech tips or tech tips or whatever watched because of Linus and they all moved over to LTT. Yeah. And now, well, but that, then again, right after that, uh, NCIX went under. So, yeah, but imagine it's not like if they NCIX had much to watch go under, though. Like, yeah, like I can understand his perspective of worrying about hiring people that are going to take an opportunity from working at LTT, getting in front of the camera 
working there for two or three years, building up some sort of loyal audience that likes your videos, and then leaving LTT and starting your own channel. Because that's not, it's not why Madison did what she did, but she did take that spotlight and start her own YouTube channel called Soup on YouTube. And her own Twitch, which I think no, is she soup. she had it she had it before that. Yeah, yeah, but the viewer base was substantially no. lower before that, was it not? She actually made she actually made a ton of money um on Twitch before. Okay, that I did not know. Yeah, but. she had to give up her Twitch whenever she went to LMG. Yeah, and then um, according to the allegations, this is all alleged. Yeah, but um. They were also acting as her managers where they would try and find brand deals and they would take a cut of every brand deal and they couldn't, she couldn't have a brand deal that they didn't approve of. And mm. so it's just, uh, yeah, no, that like, it's all really, really fucking muddy yeah. and hopefully it all gets worked and out. The honest and truth is like. It's between Madison and LTT and everything that happened and uh, Belay Labs with their prototype that got auctioned off that should not have been auctioned off. Like that. So did whole you situation. hear the the actual, like the actual? This is what happened from L LMG. Uh, I believe so, but you can tell it for the people so, who don't know. So Colton is the one that was in charge of all this. Of course, he need, he's been fired like multiple times for stupid shit like this, but um. That's obviously a joke. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, so he stated, hey, this is going to be shipped back to you. Um, handed it off to logistics in order to get it back to them. Went on vacation. And then came back right before LTX. Tried to see if it did get back to them but sent it to the wrong contact at Billet Labs, or instead of sending it to Billet Labs, it was sent to someone else, something like that. And in the time that it took for him to realize the mistake, it was already auctioned off. It was already, because logistics didn't know what to do with it, because there was a miscommunication between them and the business, man business management team and logistics. So they didn't know they had to ship it off. So, so they were like, the let's just auction this off. So at least that clear. It was just miscommunication yeah. on every single stage. But M miscommunication between business management and logistics, logistics not clarifying before adding it to the auction list. The hard list. truth is, though, there sh that shouldn't happen. No, 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 it shouldn't. I'm not excusing it by any yeah. means. Now, it's more understandable. Like, like, initially with everything that I heard, it sounded like they knowingly auctioned it off on purpose despite knowing they needed to send it back. Now, miscommunication at least makes it feel a little less, you know, scummy. But it doesn't change the fact that a prototype that was worked on for years by a company, like this kind of thing could destroy a new company. Yeah, and it was... um. One of them said, uh, someone on the Reddit said, don't attribute to malice what can be explained by incompetence. Yeah, I remember seeing that too. And I think that one positive side of the situation from Belay Labs is that nobody had heard of them until this. But now people are aware of them. And just your name being known is enough to maybe get some stuff rolling in a business. So maybe they'll have oh, and the, opportunities. The whole controversy made them... Big and popular. Yeah, so maybe they'll have opportunities to ride this wave as much as it sucks, 
and turn something positive out of it. Yeah. So that's what I hope happens for them because they kind of deserve it because it was just miscommunication on Kyle. <laughs> The hell is, the, is that a Dorito? Not a Dorito, a burrito strapped to a steam tank. Oh yeah, yeah, I posted that a while ago. <laughs> I told you all I was going through D Brand's Twitter, so don't mind me. And that was one thing that I found. Yeah, no, I I think it's so funny that D Brand is one of the only like social media like faces that I can think of that uses actual like they're they're communicating to the younger generation more than the older no generation. no you're saying wrong they don't give a fuck <laughs> which is what the younger generation likes like yeah. you, a boomer would see that and be like oh that is bad language in my Christian Facebook feed I'm not buying from this company but, but like, yeah exactly they're they're reaching to the proper market and they've, yeah. they've done that perfectly yeah oh yeah but I want to circle things back to Starfield. Starfield, 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 Starfield. So, um, Kyle, uh-huh. the game will not have DLSS at launch okay. or XESS okay. amid AMD sponsorship. Is that surprising to you at all? No. Exactly. And people are freaking out about it. But like, what what hardware does Xbox run on? Shit, got him. AMD. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's more like have... AMP, am I right? Shut up, bruh. You're not funny. It's, but like, I mean, if this was 2014, we could talk wow. a bunch of crap about AMD because they weren't doing too well, but they're doing better now <laughs> yeah, for sure. Way better. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's going to have FSR, probably FSR 2.0, and you can use that on an NVIDIA card. So it doesn't yeah. even really matter. Is yeah. FSR 2.0 as good as DLSS? No, but maybe at the end of the day, like Fork. it's... It, at least <laughs> for <laughs> at least it's not DLSS 1.0, right? Like, yeah. but we don't know for sure. But Starfield has gone gold, as I said earlier in the podcast. Reviewers are playing oh. it. Uh, Starfield Signal, Mr. Matty plays. Uh, a bunch of YouTubers that I watch have been playing it. The embargo lifts, I believe, the day before. I believe it lifts at noon on the 31st. So mm-hmm. my worry about it not lifting before early access starts. Is gone. I already bought the game. I've already invested in the idea of it being a good game. But like the fact that people are talking so much crap about the menus, and if it's a developer who has their hands on the game and they're able to play it, like kind of shows like if the menu is the one thing they can complain about, maybe the game's good and they're being petty and throwing rocks at a solid foundation that won't crumble and fall. Like it's not like it's Gollum, right? If Starfield is worse than Gollum, I might die. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably. You're welcome. But, for that would be kind of funny, actually. Yeah, I mean, it would be really, it would be really funny in a really fucked up way for me. <laughs> like, but I'm, I'm excited. Uh, that weekend, I cannot guarantee I'll be able to do a podcast because I do have family stuff on Sunday before work. Oh. So, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh oh. I want to. But yeah, dude, I'm excited. Like I've waited five years for Starfield, and now we're um, what is it, two weeks away? Yeah. I can't wait to play this game, and I'm really jealous of reviewers because they're playing it right now. <laughs> See if you would have kept up your YouTube channel, you might have gotten a cover. I don't think I would go from four thousand to fifty thousand subscribers in <laughs> the month since I quit. That just wouldn't happen. Plus, I'm a tech channel, not a game review channel. And. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I wouldn't get a code. I'm a small tech channel. Let's see. And? Is my code ready to be redeemed at least? Yeah. I don't know. Is it? 
don't know. My latest emails are from uh, Walmart hiring because I'm going to be working weekends at Walmart. No, no, it's still awaiting. Oh. Don't. I can't oh. wait for that game. Oh. Don't. Yeah, no, I'm excited about Starfield, and uh, it's almost here. I can't wait. And I'm happy Baldur's Gate 3 came out because that has been biding my time until Starfield. I've started Speaking so many of Baldur's campaigns Gate 3. on Baldur's Gate 3, dude. Uh, so many people are just like, hey, I you want to play? I'm like, okay, Holy makes shit. new character. But speaking about Baldur's Gate 3. Bald man um, tree. Jason Schreier made an apt observation okay. about <laughs> um, how Larian is not a publicly traded company, therefore does not have to answer to shareholders. Yeah. Um, like... Other companies, Activision. Um, <coughs> what? Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, it's just Microsoft. Right? Uh, Blizzard, with all their microtransaction help. Blizzard. Um, Rip and Sony, I think, is such a big company that they don't really have to worry about microtransactions. No, because they have Sony movies, Sony music, Sony electronics, Sony, Sony electronics. Like, is their kitchen Sony toasters, Interactive like, Entertainment America? So like motion, they do if, everything. If their if their games don't have microtransactions, it's not the end of the world. They can make the revenue somewhere else. Yeah. You know, um, they make everything. <laughs> but what do you got? What do you guys think uh, as far as the? I'm not saying he made the assessment, but do you think that? Com- publicly traded companies having to answer to shareholders so is kind of ruining the gaming market as a whole. I think that games are art, and if you have to have your art approved by several critics that don't have the same ideas of what your art should be, or you have to rush your art to be able to pay those people on time when it's not ready yet, then mm-hmm. it's going to have negative side effects. Oh, now, there yeah. is a positive of more funding, but... It doesn't matter if you have more money if you don't have enough time to get things done. And so that's the problem with games. And the there needs to be some sort of legality to protect consumers from straight-up lies from developers about yeah. the states of their games. Because like if you were to buy a microwave and you were promised a functioning microwave and it just doesn't work and they're just like, oh, yeah, in three months we'll send out a replacement part to fix it. Like, don't worry for the... The patch is coming. That wouldn't happen. The I don't know why... Coming. With digital media and video games, there's no legality to protect the consumer because you still, even though the good is not physically tangible, but you know if it's on a disc, it is. But like, I mean, I'm just even saying. if it's digital, like, you should not be sold a product that doesn't work, right? I'm just saying. Shout out to Height. Oh yeah. Bought this beautiful Y60 case. Um, had some GPU instability issues. We were pretty sure it was the riser cable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they sent me a new one. Come to find out, it was a fucking NVIDIA driver. Classic <laughs> NVIDIA. Uh, yeah, really? No. Instead no of, video. I was like, okay, how do you want me to? How do you want me to send this back to you? Like uh, they're like, oh no, just keep it, just in case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would probably cost them more money to add it back to their inventory. So, well, that's not a like, cheap riser. This cable. motherfucker is eighty bucks. Damn. What are you talking yeah. about? Damn. That's okay. why this is cheap. <laughs> Ryan, that's why when my when my riser cable died, I didn't just reach out to Lee and Lee. I just bought a new case. It was cheaper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was cheaper because the riser cable for my case was one hundred and ten dollars on their store. 
the case alone is case 120. Is like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I went no. with a different case that doesn't require a riser cable. But that was, I think it was 115 out the door at Micro Center right down the road. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. But the whole shareholder situation, though, I feel like it has negative implications because instead of perfecting the art to the point where the consumer will enjoy it, you have to get the art done by a certain deadline, and it doesn't matter if it's done or not. You have to please your shareholders, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it. With a private company, they just don't have to worry about that. Now, it is a bit of a gamble, though, because if Baldur's Gate 3 was not made with the same um, passion that it was, if it came out as like kind of a mediocre game... Maybe they would not have seen their return on investment, and they could have gone out of business. It's very risky for a privately traded or just a private company to make big moves like that because if it doesn't work, that company can go, just go under. They might not see the ROI that they need. But exactly, it's it's like it's a double edged sword because like you want your favorite video game developer to stay afloat, mm-hmm. and shareholders might be the way that that happens in between projects. But at the same time. You don't want a botched launch. So perfect. I feel like there needs to be some new just practices within game development because video games have become one of the most popular forms of entertainment over the last 20-something years, and they show no sign of slowing down because anybody at any age can become engaged with any game, whether it be multiplayer, single-player, block game, puzzle game. Like, There's something for everybody with gaming, but... Gaming isn't protected like other consumer, like electronic things or just the consumer items are. And you're so often sold broken things that just wouldn't fly in any other industry. And it's just absurd that it's just okay with games. How so? Imagine. I want to, I want to be a little, you know, okay. Imagine going to, uh, going to see a movie published by Sony and they have not finished editing out all of the uh, blue and green screens in the background. You can legitimately get a refund from the uh, theater. Mm-hmm. Okay, but and then imagine the buying the movie a game out. and you know you don't have time to play it for two weeks. So there goes your Steam refund window. And then you sit down to play it and it doesn't work. Just contact support. Well, then why did you buy? Yeah, why did you buy it? You can contact support at that point and tell them, hey, you know, plead your case. If they don't give it to you, then well, I'm sorry. But I mean, I can name why did you over buy the last five years multiple games that came out broken: Halo, the Master Chief Collection, Battlefield 2042, uh, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2 at launch did not work correctly. Um, let's see what else. Agreed, agreed, here. agreed. Um, Battlebit Remastered had server issues for the first couple of weeks because they didn't expect all of the players to come in. Halo Infinite didn't work with half of the things that they promised hmm. to work. Cyberpunk 2077. Um, let's see what else we got here: No Man's Sky at launch was just a flat-out lie. Um, Still is a lot. So, and so, so these are just games that have come on. out within the last five years. Can you think of like I said, just that, to be? But what movies were not let's, done? That let's not even out? talk about. Let's not even talk about anything creative. Okay. Okay. But you can't. Vehicles. You can't separate. The hold on. Hold. Because we can't have a debate if you just. But games are art. Try games and shut are, me up every okay, time. But I'm, games are inherently creative. Games are art. So. But what I'm saying, you asked. Okay. You specifically stated what other industries have the same protections that games have because you could just patch out anything that you sent broken. Okay. Auto automobile recalls. Oh yeah. I know all about appliance them. recalls. <laughs> TV recalls. My point is we shouldn't have to have these recalls. That's though. not a, okay. 
everyone agrees with that. Mm -hmm. But you asked what other industries are protected the same way games are. Everyone has recalls. Okay. The only difference is you get a replacement for free. Cool. You get a replacement for free with games. They just have to send an update over the web. Is that the most ideal situation? No, not at all. No, but it is the most cost effective. (laughs) Because you can't expect them to print a game, a new disc, and ship it to every customer the moment that a patch comes out. Yeah. I I don't disagree with that statement, but we're at the point now where discs are going to be gone within the next two console generations. I don't, I don't agree with that, but... Do you think that discs are going to stay? Yeah. I don't think they will. Let me go grab my DVD player. Oh, I don't have one. What about my C? Oh, I don't even have a CD player. Oh, but like my my computer doesn't even have a disc drive. Like, and I feel like okay, but that's are at that. You are living. Hold on, hold on. I love how Kyle's just like checking his cuticles. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I don't even feel like physical media is going to die in the next couple years. Okay, you live in a huge ass metropolitan area. Yes, that's true. I hate it here. <laughs> Where internet is not an issue. I live in a more sure, metropolitan sure. than him. <laughs> but, but internet even there is not an issue. So downloading the newest game is no big deal. We have two gig. Fuck if you. you have, <laughs> God damn it, Kyle. Stop cutting me off, man. But like, okay. In my years in GameStop, yeah. I was in a rural area. Not everybody had internet connection. We literally had to tell people whenever they bought games. Everybody was super excited for Black Ops 4 to come out. A lot of people had to cancel their pre-orders because it was uh, announced that it was internet only. It was online only. So they couldn't play it. Despite the government spending billions of dollars on internet service providers, expanding internet connectivity across the country, and the ISPs just going... And pocketing it on hookers and blow. Despite all of that, <laughs> that's funny. They a lot of places don't have internet, or if they have internet, they have satellite internet that's less than a megasecond. DLS, let's go. My counterpoint <laughs> to that is: let's go to GameStop, no- buy a brand new game, put it in your console without internet. You're going to have to download the day one patch. The game's probably not all going to be on that that's one. That's not disc. the. I am agreeing with yeah. you that games need to come out fixed. I am no, agreeing okay. with let's, you. Let's remove but the day one patch. Physical Full games don't physical, even fit on one disc anymore. Because, uh, like, you can think of a game that you buy that comes with one disc, but you have to put it into the console and you have to download the rest of the game files before you can even play the game. I've experienced then that. Then it's online only. It is labeled as online only at that point. Even if you can play the game, if you have to, if you download. have to. With no online yes, okay. because you need internet connection to download the rest of the game. Look, I have just I've moved so far beyond physical media and looking behind you. You have, but but your experience doesn't dictate everyone's. It's, it's I my point. Well, true. I have a question. When was the last game that came out that was less than fifty gigabytes on a disc? Triple like you have to specify like yeah, triple A, a game. Yeah, because there's a lot of okay. Well. Um, I want to say it was a Plague Tale Requiem, actually. Okay. It was 51. Caleb's very passionate about physical media. It was 51 he'll, he'll gigs. Die on this hill. It was 51 gigs. What about Callisto Protocol? 
I forgot about that game. That was such a disappointment. <laughs> it was actually 44. But for PC, it was 75. But they don't okay, have to compress PC, the you have to buy it digitally. Yeah. True. But they're, it's getting to the point where games are larger than 50 gigs automatically. And so Blu-rays that, wouldn't work. That's my point. But all of the consoles are 4K Blu-rays. Still. That's 75 gigs. Let's just laughs in Call of Duty, laughs in Starfield, laughs in Red Dead Redemption, uh, laughs in Grand Theft Auto. It's saying that maximum is 100 gigs, but games are getting larger than that. Starfield's 125. Well, I get that. Well, no, no, no. Okay, so I'm, I'm not man. saying that you're, That's that you're wrong, but look, but look at uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Look at... 128 um, gigs on PC. Yes, but okay. the discs... Whenever it came out, was two discs. You had the first disc, which had half the files. Mm-hmm. The second disc had the other half. Yeah, I remember my. First That's why two discs disc should stop being a thing. It was Halo Four. Think about the environment, <laughs> Caleb. You all can't the phase them waste. out. Yes, you all can. I agree waste. with you. You can't phase them out until the internet <laughs> expands into rural areas. No, you're cutting out a significant chunk of your your player base at that point. In rural Texas, they have decent internet. Not everyone is rural fucking Texas, though. Look at South Dakota. I know okay. it doesn't actually exist, it doesn't, but that whole area, the Midwest, fuck them. West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> fuck the Midwest. They don't exist. But, but you it's know what I'm Wisconsin. saying, though? Like, you can't just oh, isolate an entire. <laughs> God damn it. The cheese is We're just divulging all. at this point. No. But, like, I, I see what you're saying, but even still. I, from the way things are going, maybe discs will still be sold at small shops in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. But, like, when it comes to most major cities and, like, because you, you can um you can region your stuff, right? So maybe in parts of the world that don't have good internet is where the discs come out and U.S. becomes digital only. Okay, but not everyone in the U.S. has a fast enough internet connection to download a game in three fucking days. Sucks for them. You're I. <laughs> oh my god! You're literally isolating an entire chunk okay, of a market. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but I'm saying that it's the direction that I feel like things are heading. Because as a business, how much money would you save not printing those discs that only twenty percent of your player base, if not less, actually purchases? Where'd you get that number? Twenty percent. I, I just pulled it out of my ass you don't have He's to be really so specific that. like yeah okay. like how what about you pulled players the, on the plug the US, out of your ass too how many players in the u.s what percentage <laughs> do you think actually play physical discs compared to digital now i mean whenever i was working at gamestop quite a few people bought discs two years ago that was two years ago but obviously, you're going to see people buy discs. Three years ago, something like GameStop. that. I go well, to the GameStop over here, and it's barren. There's maybe only ever one other customer in the store. At once again, hours. metropolitan city, you have access to that amount of speed for your internet. You can afford at that point to have maybe not monetarily afford, but if you were to download a game, it wouldn't take you four days. I'm just looking at a report from ERA where they said that 90% of video game sales in 2022 were digital only. 
So it's 10%. <laughs> yeah. And the year before, it was 28%. Physical. It's but going I, down. I don't, I don't disagree with you, Caleb, but at the same time, we're in the digital age now. Like, the future is well, now. I get old that. <laughs> but, and I, we can we can stop the conversation after this. I, I'm having fun at with the, this conversation. <laughs> at the end of the day, you don't own anything that you purchase digitally if it has DRM. Okay. People at this point in time will take the convenience of owning it digitally over having to drive to the store and buy it in person. That's just okay. that's the world we live in. Look at Netflix, look at Spotify, look at Apple Music, look at HBO Max, look at Disney Plus, look at all these other streaming platforms. You know, in the dark future, we could have a situation where every launcher, like we do right now, but it gets worse. Sony games are available on the Sony PC storefront and only on the Sony PC storefront. It's going to be like Steam's going to be like Netflix, where everybody comes to Steam, but then they're going to realize they can make money having their own launchers, just like with streaming services, where everything is and on they Netflix, all failed and they all branch off. Disney Plus is not a failure. Neither is HBO Max. You said game Steam. launchers. But we they weren't ready for it yet because physical media was still around and Steam is super convenient. But like on I see it happening. It's happened with everything else. Why would it not happen here? So it happened okay. with all the streaming services. Everything was EA, on Netflix and then they all branched out. EA with as large as they are. Okay. Have so, took everything off of Steam specifically to have their own launcher what did they end up putting back on steam all of their games i guess gamers ubisoft are... ubisoft <laughs> took everything off of steam as cringy to as it put sounds, it on their own launcher gamers are the people that will speak with their wallets as cringy as it is they won't just take it like other forms of entertainment like the office removed from netflix everybody's like mm, guess i have to sign up for peacock you could have just not done that and you could have waited for it to come back they could have bent the knee I'm just waiting for the day that digital or well, physical games become storage rather than a DVD. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Yeah, like Nintendo is working on a 64 gigabyte version of their cartridge because their games are already beating the 13 and a half gigabyte maximum that their cartridge has. Yeah, there's going to be a day where my biggest thing disappear and it becomes things like SSDs, basically cartridges. Yeah, it's basically it's already happened with music. It's already happened with movies. It's already happened with TV. There's no reason why it wouldn't happen with gaming. Well, okay. It's already so happened. I want to ask you guys a question. <laughs> okay. Uh, as far as this goes. Okay. Grand Theft Auto 3 Vice City and San Andreas. Okay. Whenever the definitive editions came out. They removed the original editions off of the PC marketplaces. Mm-hmm. Unless you own them. They can't take that away from you, technically. Yeah. It's already in your library. If you did, they could, you know, have some fun little lawsuits on their hands. Or they might just not want to try. Okay? I have all three of the original things. But what if they decided to take that off? I spent money on these. Technically, all they have to do is revoke the license. So once they revoke that license, I can no longer play the games that I paid for. That's why I love GOG. I'm like, this isn't a sponsored spot by GOG. But whenever you purchase it, you literally can store it. Like I can store it on my server 
and then put it on a flash drive or connect my other computer to it, transfer the file and play it on there without ever having to worry about logging into GOG again. I want to be clear. Morally, I agree with you. But I'm just talking about like with the way things are heading. It's just like think about Star Wars, the first Star Wars ever filmed. The original yeah. cut of that movie, the original version that was not is gone. It's gone. And if you own the original version on VHS is what it would be, right? Um, you could probably still uh, watch it. Well, tech. I, yeah, I yeah, it would have been VHS because it was like eighty something or seventy something. Yeah, well, I was gonna say technically real to real, but I don't think they made any changes between the real to real in theaters and the VHS cut. So yeah. yeah. So if you own the VHS cut, that's like the original version of Grand Theft Auto Three, but on Disney Plus, you can you can watch the re-edited, edited, edited version of the movie because George <laughs> Lucas never could make up his mind. And that's like the definitive edition. It's not the same thing. And the people who own that original cut of the movie can still watch the original version of the movie. But if you log on to Disney Plus or if you log on to Steam today, you wouldn't see the original GT GTA 3. You wouldn't see the original first Star Wars. Like, it's just different. Yeah, well, so you, you can, while I agree with you, you can also see that um, directors like Steven Spielberg and a couple others have also tried to... Um, preserve all of those movies. Like, if you haven't noticed, a lot of these old, old movies are coming out with Blu-ray copies out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> it's because of the the preservation that they're trying to do. They're trying to remaster them so that they're not lost to time. They're not lost and stuck on their original film reels forever. Yeah, it's the same thing that people are trying to do with games. Yeah, and you I know, think preserving games is really cool. But it's like morally, but, I but wish if it's I could an just... always online game. They shut those servers down. You lose that forever. I saw if there somebody, is an always uh, online DRM, you lose that forever because yeah. it can no longer attach itself attach itself to those servers. And that is where I feel like legality needs to come in to protect the consumer from the money that they've spent on these digital versions of the game. They should still be able to have those files and have access to those files because once again, I still see discs fading from popularity completely in the next like by 2034 like discs aren't really going to be prevalent anymore at all we're moving to all digital and it sucks that like i got into uh, somebody said oh starfield looks boring it's single player i'm like well when your call of duty servers go down that's it good night like starfield yeah. will still be accessible because like morrowind is still accessible oblivion still accessible skyrim still accessible you'll still be able to play starfield 10 20 years from now because that's how it works for Bethesda games, but like multiplayer game, once Titanfall one goes down, that's it. Like Titanfall one didn't even have a campaign. No, it didn't. And it's sad. And Titanfall two, <clears throat> that campaign was good. once apex. The Cape campaign is great. By the way, do they have peer to peer co-op for that campaign or was it tied to the servers that they shut down? I don't know. Kyle, do you know what? I wasn't listening. Titanfall Peer, 2. Uh, no, of course you weren't. <laughs> Titanfall 2, the co-op, was that tied to the servers that they shut down? Yeah. Oh, so you can't even play co-op on Titanfall 2 anymore? No. Well, so, yes, you can. There's a way to spoof it. <clears throat> no, it's not even that. It's a whole, dif a whole different launcher. Hmm. I think it's called Atlas. I forget. Um, so, yeah, it's a mod. Yeah, basically. Uh, let me... Okay. See, like I have it it's like beam and it's like beam and P. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, we'll see. Where so if if people have to go out of their way to regain full uh, control of a game that they Sorry. paid for, like that's bad. Yeah, but at at the same time, games fade in popularity, so it's no surprise that like the first Call of Duty game is not active online as much as the new Call of Duty game because there's a new one. There's a shiny new toy to play with, right? Well, true, but. You can always, at the end of the day, come and <clears throat> grab Freedom Fighters. It's done. Yeah. You can't find it on PC. They, they've taken it off of every game-like site unless you buy a physical copy. Granted, sure, I will give it to you. It is from a lost age, right? Unless you, you know... Download a ROM, not you know, not saying that that's what you should do, but I think you should be able to access ROMs for games that you you legally own a copy to. I feel like video games should be preserved in the same vein that there's efforts being made by directors to preserve movies. Art should not be lost. Agreed. In time. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. So, because imagine like you were in your twenties working on that game, and now you're fifty, sixty something, and it's been delisted, and you're like, "That was one of the biggest projects in my life, and nobody can access or play it anymore." Like that's gotta suck. Well, see, I think, I think Jet Li said it best in an interview whenever they were making Rise to Honor. Um, I could try and remember to put that at the end of this, uh, like the audio from it. Okay. He said, "Whenever." I'm old, so old that I can no longer do all of these martial arts moves. I can no longer pull off these crazy stunts. At the end of the day, I can go back and look at all my old movies and I can go back and I can play these video games that I had a hand in making and redo all of these again. Yeah. Like I can do these things again. I can see myself doing these things again and you just can't get that with any form of media. But if they become abandoned where then that's kind of shit, bro. I'm lie. No, I. It's I sad just, to see that companies are moving towards that. Yeah, and I think the I, only thing that'll stop them is physical media. But they know that, and they don't want it to stop them, so they're going to move away from it. Like, I'm not saying what I, what they're doing is morally correct. It's not, but. Well, you can look at uh, look do they at ever do what's games. morally correct? <laughs> like, do giant companies ever do the right thing? <laughs> well, look at limited run games. Um, I don't they know are taking is. a lot of. Uh, it's a. It's the company that made this, the Martha's Dead Collector's Edition. Okay. Um, it's a double A studio. It's generally, um. It's it's it was originally supposed to just be a digital only, but then they got the rights to make a physical copy of it, and it still receives the exact same updates that the digital copy does, you know. But another company is like, "Hey, we want to make your game physical to increase the market share." Yeah. Like, it's not just me. I'm not just some crazy, kooky, whack job that's like, oh, I don't want to get anything other than physical games. <laughs> Back you in know? my day before the interwebs, you bought a game <laughs> and it was done. But, but like, 
it's it's a hundred percent just like there are a lot of people who don't want to let go of physical media because whenever you own it whenever you can put your hands on it it is yours yeah no one can take that from you unless they rob you obviously I'll rob <laughs> you can you. still be robbed well I'll rob you <laughs> hey don't tease me with a good time, Whoa. big boy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm curious to see what people who made it this far in the podcast think about the whole physical media versus digital media thing. Because I think on mass, most people at this point have fully converted to digital, myself included. Like, I still have my Xbox 360 with my Xbox 360 games. But even on the Xbox 360, which was a console that was like early 2010s, like most they're actually of my, about to shut that store down. Yeah, but most of my library there was was uh digital but i've been on pc long enough where i've repurchased all those games that i used to play on pc so i don't even care yeah. i've moved to a new platform that's not going to be shut down because it's pc right like <laughs> well you say that but there are games that are just disappearing from storefronts that you can only find on gog because they're so old that they don't even care about the rms anymore like um Mirror's Edge, the original Mirror's Edge. Oh my god! Never played it. Only place, only place I was able to find it, GOG. I've played. Catalyst. Um, I have a vivid memory. The Kyle. original, the original, so much better than Catalyst. Yeah, no, I have a vivid memory of playing that at Alpine. That was the game that I played at Alpine. It was Mirror's Edge Catalyst. It was like um, this little gaming event that his church did or something. His old church. But the Saboteur, it's a game by EA. Mm-hmm only place that you can find it on pc anymore is on gog yeah hell look let me look on my wish list on gog yeah, star wars the force unleashed one and two only place you can find it on pc is gog those were on pc yeah i thought that metal, was xbox only the, the original metal gear and metal gear solids only place you can find them on P pc anymore is gog I had no idea Metal like Gear. The original the DOS. Original, I thought the originals games. were only uh, on like the PlayStation. Uh uh. Because huh. I know Survive was on PC. Was Metal Gear 4 on PC? Uh no. Because they're remaking three that was a right now. That was a PS4 uh, exclusive. Okay, I got one but... more question before we head off for the for the day. But um what are y'all's thoughts on the vast increase of remakes it seems like there's been more big remakes than like actual new original ips i'm getting tired of it i'm i'm getting tired i'm, of I'm honestly it. getting tired of it as well the only and the only Rockstar. time i can see there being like remakes of old games is if it's so old that the controls are so like for instance Goldeneye. um the metal gear solid ones if they want to make those modern because they want to continue the series and they want to catch people up. I'm, I'm wholeheartedly behind that. Yeah. But if all you want to do is rehash old ideas because you can't think of anything else, then no. Then like, fuck you. Or if the old version of the game just becomes completely inaccessible and they want to move. They want that art to come back. Well, and don't they call have it the a ability remaster. To just remaster. It. Yeah. Or, or yeah. they could port it. Or just or do a could... digital pixel or just do a pixel remaster. Yeah. Yeah. Just like make it look more beautiful, but have the same game. Like, yeah, and that's what uh, Halo's done with the MCC. Like, they brought Halo One and Two back after sunsetting the servers on the Xbox 360. I mean, it was before they shut the servers down, but you can still play those games online. Not the original Xbox 360 version, but like One, Two, Three, ODST, and Four are still playable on 
the Xbox One and PC because of the MCC. Yeah. Oh, look. Oh, this is an old one. Hmm. Soldier of Fortune Payback. Never even heard of that. What year did that come out? Soldier of Fortune Payback came out 2007. This game is rated 2.1 out of 5 on GOG.com and like 2 star. Oh, this yeah, this is not rated highly. What's that? Soldier of Fortune. Payback. Oh, yeah. IGN well, it's it's one of those six. games. It's one of those games, though, that it, like you, I heard it as a kid and it's like, oh, I've always wanted to play that. It's on Steam. Like, is it? There's, I'm looking at it on, like, I'm looking at the discussion, screenshots. I don't think you can purchase it on Steam anymore. Gotcha, gotcha. But it looks like you used to be able to, because I see a bunch of people, like, on a Steam discussion page with screenshots they took from the game and everything. Yeah, so they're now available on GOG, so they took, they took them off of uh, Steam. Gotcha, gotcha. See, like, look, Stalker. Shadow of Chernobyl, <clears throat> Call of Pripyat, and Clear Sky. I have those all on Steam. Um, what's one that's like really fucking old that I saw? Well, they recently put the Quake games back on Steam. What about like the original Wolfenstein? Yeah. Like the Doom clone Wolfenstein. They have that on Steam too, though. They do? Wolfenstein 3? Oh, yes, they do. It's five yeah, they months. do. I'm going to wishlist this. Never played the original Wolfenstein before. Yeah, we went off on a lot of tangents this episode. <laughs> we really did. You no, know, uh, I'm just curious to think, or I'm curious to honestly see in the next, because like if you would have told me back in the Xbox 360 era that we would be where we are today with physical media being just so left behind, I would not have believed you. But like, nobody owns DVD players anymore. Everybody just watches Netflix or Disney Plus. Nobody owns CDs anymore. We all just load up Spotify or Apple Music or Pandora. And now we are on the way to the same It's not thing. nobody. Most people, 90% of players in the gaming industry are buying their games digitally. That is enough for companies to consider slowing down the, their disc prints. And yeah. that's why when you buy a collector's edition, it doesn't even come with a game disc. Because... <laughs> It just comes with a <laughs> But it comes with a steel book. <laughs> yeah, it comes with a steel book with a paper with a code inside of it. Oh man, it's just it's interesting to see all of these changes, but I do think that there needs to be some sort of consumer protection to protect us from server shutting down. We should still be able protect to protect us, Mr. Government. Yeah, I mean there's gonna be some legality because like Ubisoft with their whole deleting games thing, everybody collectively freaked but out. But they no, they came out and said that they weren't deactivating people who purchased games. They were just, it was like re the rewards things. Yeah. Okay. Like for the free rewards, like the old UPlay oh, rewards. Yeah. UPlay, and now it's Ubisoft. I remember like the old old UPlay layout when it was like white and blue. <laughs> yeah. Like they've already come out and said that it's not the, it's not for anyone that purchased any games. Yeah, it's if you spent money on the platform, like you're you're good. Yeah. All right. Well, that's but, pretty much all I wanted to talk about. Looks like Kyle actually might have to get schmoove in here. So what? Somebody, I thought did somebody just talk to you or something? Yeah, Nick's fucking screaming, asking for my weight. I'm like, shut up! I'm recording my podcast, bro. <laughs> 
God. <laughs> All right, but yeah, no, no that's reason. that's this is one of our hey, longest Nick. episodes yet. Are you awake? Yeah, basically. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited about Starfield. Awesome. Yeah, Starfield, 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 <laughs> Starfield, Starfield. Physical media Starfield. dying, Starfield, Starfield, Starfield. Physical media bad, Starfield. Starfield. Uh, uh, what else did we talk about? I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but as always, I'm Caleb. That's Kyle. This is Ryan. Uh, Fuck Ryan. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you, Caleb. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Come you, bitch. Kyle. Get a better mic. Wait, no, no, no. Ryan has to say Ryan. Whoa. <laughs> First of all. <clears throat> No, you don't threaten me with a good time. I always knew. See, <laughs> this was a reason why they all feel comfortable with just spending the night. Uh, dude, this is why Kyle is the one coming.